You I'm in the nip Having a stick shot Baby Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's D Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at you. I'm not in the nip. I'm not in the nip. I am shirtless. Um, what a game. What a game. I'm just in here. Look, this is going to be one of the most unprofessional podcasts that I've ever done. Usually I take down every play the game and I walk through it and go through trends. I don't even care about that anymore. This was a statement game. Uh, now, I know what you're thinking. Isn't it a sad day that... Uh, we're this happy and we're all in the nip. I hope you're in the nip too. Um, even if it's even if you're listening to this of a Victory Friday. Isn't it mad that we have a Victory Monday and a Victory Friday in the same week? Who would have thunk? Uh, but yeah, hopefully you're, hopefully everybody, you've all got lovely bums. Uh, what a game. This is a statement game. Against the Detroit Lions and you go, Jesus. But look, they've been on a streak. Um, eight and three. Unbelievable. And we're now five and six. Ha! So, um, uh, just shock it. And look, playoffs are in the uh, playoffs are in my mind. Uh, the seeing the players step up. But look, uh, how to break down this game without sounding obnoxious? Now, if you're not a Packers fan, if you're a Packers fan, you probably love it. Uh, if uh, look, I tell you what. If anybody comes back and says to me, Steve, this was the best podcast you've ever done. I don't know what that says. You know, are the other ones too researched? Look, I also don't want you coming back to me saying this is the worst podcast ever. But I know you're, if you're a Packers fan, you've been waiting for this podcast to come out so much because I really want to share this moment with you. Uh, so it's straight after the game. As usual, I'm not looking at anybody's articles or stats or podcasts or any of that kind of stuff. You're getting it straight from the horse's mouth. Um, and I'm very excited about it because this game was against all odds. We should not have won this game. Really shouldn't have. Now, I know... The Lions were on a bit of a skid and, uh, you know, they come up against it with the Bears and they pull that game back. And, you know, the game before that then against the Chargers, they sort of pull that game back and their defense looks like it's it's on a bit of a slide. However, there were still a top 10 defense, top one in certain categories. And for Jordan Love to go and do what he did, uh, the guy is the coolest guy on the planet. Um, I'm going to try bring stats into it to try give myself some credibility on this podcast so it isn't just me, you know, tearing my shirt off and doing naked cartwheels around the room. Um, 22 of 32, 268 yards, 8.4 average, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, which is important. He did not get sacked uh, for 125.5 rating. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. But we were up against it. Look, the injuries, what, we had 17 players injured? Um... Because look, the, against the Chargers, there's the obvious narrative, right? Is that they have the worst defense, they have a high-scoring offense. Yes, we threw the kitchen sink at them. You know, we were lucky to get out of that game, blah, blah, blah. All that kind of stuff. Jordan Love had a career day. And I was saying about this game, there's no way that with the amount of players that is out, there's too many variables. So, and I wasn't trying to make an excuse for Jordan Love. It is what it is, right? And I, I brought up that example of the Chicago Bears a couple of years ago. I'll say it again. If it isn't the last podcast, I'm sorry if I'm repeating it. But the Chicago Bears literally stayed healthy. And that's what gave them this winning season, all that hope and all that. We had the opposite. We come up against the Lions team who only have one player injured. And I know that their centre had an injured toe coming into it and all this type of stuff. But he was off the injury report. And they put it out. It was hilarious. It's just one player. 
And we're without our starting left tackle, without uh, Jair Alexander starting CB1. We're without a running back one, he's on IR. Um, we're without a tight end one, he's got a lacerated kidney. And, you know, they're experienced players with our left tackle and our running back. And they're the people we're supposed to lean on and we need them healthy to get any sort of success. And yet, the Packers come into this game and their second highest receiving total is by a guy called Malik Heath. You know, four receptions. Guess how many targets? Four. Average of 11.5. Longest 16. AJ Dillon was our third longest receiver. Three receptions. Guess how many targets? Three. Romeo Dubs, next on the list. Three receptions out of four. The lads were coming down with the balls that were thrown to them, by and large. And I'll just throw this out there as well. There was a couple of balls, Jaden Reed on a couple of them, that he dropped the ball and it was a catchable ball and that could have extended drives. And this lead, um, to remind people, we ended the game 29-22, which flattered the Lions, might I say. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, It looked like, just the start was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, we come out, Jordan Love slings the ball to... Um, Christian Watson, 53 yards. Um, and then they go to him again. Uh, Christian Watson's average tonight was 18.8 per play. Came down with one touchdown, 94 yards, just six yards shy of the 100 mark. Oh, do I think it's sustainable? I don't know. The obvious answer is no, right? Uh, the reason being is that you know, you go for that deep bomb to Christian Watson. He doesn't always come down with them. There's contested catches. and But honestly, I'm looking at the game and we really left some stuff out on the field tonight. It, I think it's it's very hard to call this. Before the game, it was hard to call this a statement win because I thought if we won it, it would be the Lions giving it away. But I don't think that's fair after experience in the game. You know, Jameer Gibbs had an average of five yards nearly per play, 4.9. Uh, rush and David Montgomery had 4.7 you know they put up a fight and yes it was their off day and they fumbled the ball but an awful lot of that stuff was just incessant Packers pressure up front the lads up front were absolutely phenomenal and the supporting cast in Patrick Taylor who played you know a small enough role um, you know AJ Dillon Jordan Love ripped off a 37 yard run at one stage, and I put out the Oscar goes too, because it was just perfectly disguised. Um, Will every game go this perfect? It can't, surely, because then we're in... Do you know what it is? And I don't know whether this is right to say, but it's brought excitement back into the Packers team, because when we win, we appreciate the win, I think. Um, and I know us as Packer fans, we've been, we've been spoiled and Aaron Rodgers has been plying the Hall of Fame trade. But we got so good to the point, what was me, bring it to tidy violence. That's not what I mean, right? So don't take me up wrong. But it's just, we got to the stage where a win in Green Bay, if you didn't win and win by a heavy margin, if you didn't put up silly stats, then it was a failure. You know, the bar was so high. And I think it's been a very humbling moment, I think, to see us revert right back to a brand new team with a brand new QB. And I know you're going to nitpick and say he's been there three years behind Aaron Rodgers. But the jury was still out. I think Jordan Love convinced an awful lot of people. You know, with his performances the last two weeks, he's convinced people. There's an awful lot of stuff about, you know, Jordan Love is the guy. You know, and I think we... I mean, we shut up a couple of Detroit Lions fans. Because, look, Detroit Lions... And I went on a Detroit Lions podcast 
when they got Jared Goff and they were sort of slagging him off and saying, oh, Jesus, you know, it's not going to go great. At least we have a good coach. And I said, don't sleep on Jared Goff. You know, he's actually a good quarterback. If you look at his stats and track his performances, the guy's good. Um, And for a franchise who suffered as long as the Detroit Lions have, you know, they had the SOL, same old Lions thing, and they had the paper bags on their heads. And I took the piss out of them recently, um, just by putting out a Gronk video or whatever. But there are fan bases that you look at and you're like, you know what? Right, you're in the division. I don't want you to be successful against the Packers. But like, you just can't be that bad all the time. And Dan Campbell really has something going in Detroit. And they're a fantastic team this year. You know, they're 4-2 and two at home, which is incredible uh, at their record. Um, So it's just, it's, it's a crazy statement win because Jordan Love was throwing from all different arm angles. Uh, with a sort of a backup cast. Christian Watson was on one. But it did seem like, you know, like just the clever play as well. Jonathan Owens, he topped the Green Bay defense with 12 total tackles, eight solo, um, scoring a touchdown. And I was very harsh on Jonathan Owens. And I'm not, I don't take that back. I think he has played really poorly at times. Uh, but in this game, unbelievable. I mean, the guy, redeemed, he must have listened to the podcast because the guy was absolutely fantastic. Now, look, was the game perfect? Absolutely not. There was stuff dropped. There was tackles missed. There was penalties at inopportune times. There was brain fart stuff on the field. Um, you know who you are. But to put a game together like this when it was completely against the odds, I think if we had put up some sort of a fight, made the same penalty or brain farty moments, gone down to the line, you'd go, yeah, look, it's all part of the process. But this was way above and beyond. I think it caught everybody, including me, by surprise. Now, the majority of the Lions fan base are dead sound, but the most annoying, annoying sound in the world is when I put a tweet out, even from my personal account, and it's not even about the Lions, it's something about the Packers, and some Lions fan goes, me, 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 me. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you. No, hold on. That's not fair. It's not fair to call it the most annoying sound in the world. The most annoying sound in the world is when a dog, your dog at home starts licking itself. But next to your dog licking itself, it's when a Lions fan comes in and starts getting all snarky with you uh, this year because they're winning. But look, fair play to the Lions. You know, they're still in the well in control and they're up in the playoff hunt and all that kind of jazz. Um, and most of the Lions fan base are fantastic and I feel bad for them because they're suffering and all this. But this was their day. And just to see the Packers, the green and gold play so dynamically. Look, and I'm not knocking Aaron Rodgers and it's not hindsight is 2020 and all this type of stuff. It's just a different vibe, you know. But I can't remember the last time we had a game with the Packers where it was this ridiculous. Like everything was just mine. Like it was just out of this world sublime, you know, and... Aaron Rodgers credit to him he'd set the bar so high that that expectation was just there so it's unbelievable to see Jordan Love come in and do what he's doing it is great and we saw Shannon Sharp come out on social media and praise him we saw James Jones come out and praise him I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was catching the performance and I wonder what he's going to say to Pat McAfee if they'll bring it up and I don't think he begrudges him that because Rodgers was talking about when he got injured he was thinking "Ah, I'm too old for this and lethal weapon style he's going to sort of retire um, but to see a performance like this again in Green Bay is unbelievable. It looked like we got the Matt LaFleur all gas, no breaks style. Because he was, from his play calling, he was aggressive from the jump. And I think that, and the comms referred to it when we chose not to defer, 
when we won the coin toss and come out and talk about an inspired decision. So, like, we give the coaches hell when they get it wrong. We're all over Joe Barry when he gets it wrong. But I think when they get it right, like they did by and large today, and yes, there was gaps, and I always talk about it, that when we have a win, we sort of paper over uh, the deficiencies and go, no, and sweep them under the rug and sort of bang on with it. Um, and yes, there was some stuff there, but now is not the time to talk about it. I think we bask in the win because, again, it's a divisional team. Um, it builds momentum. It gets us closer to 500, which is ridiculous to say as a Packers fan. Um, so it is a statement important win because you would have chalked this one up to a loss from the beginning. And to go away from home and do it, again, is sensational. Um, this is the building on last week. Um, and this will only give the team confidence. And this was the confidence builder that they needed. You know, Malik Heath coming out there, you know, four receptions from four targets, long as 16, 46 yards, 11.5 average. AJ Dillon, credit to him, 22 yards long and receiving. You know, and Dillon really got it done when it mattered in the in the run game as well. Again, his stats are not going to blow anybody away, a 3.1 average for 43 yards, but some of those were important yards. Jordan Love taking it himself on that third down. Inspired play. Rashan Gary, a demon. Absolute demon. He's one to build his team around. Carl Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Brooks. What an absolute beast. Isaiah McDuffie. Second in the team. Behind only Jonathan Owens. A tackle behind. Anthony Johnson Jr. Third on the list for defensive tackles. Corey Ballantyne. Fourth on the list for defensive tackles. You know, the statement players like uh, Lucas Van Ness is right down the bottom of that list, not a knock on him. Um, you know, he got two quarterback hits. That's fantastic. Rashan Gary, three quarterback hits. Kingsley and Igbari, two quarterback hits. Kenny Clark, two quarterback hits. Devon- Devontae Wyatt, uh, one quarterback hit. I mean, just amazing. Talk about the bad things. We missed the extra point. What are we doing? But, yeah, just a statement game. It had to, the only way that this game could be a statement game is if they did exactly what they did. Now, Let's bring ourselves back to earth a little bit. Um, Every game will not go as well as this. And we'll sort of get rocked back to earth. Of course we will. Um, It'll come back to the norm. But when you're dealing with brand new, when you're dealing with rookies, inexperienced players, players who are learning how to win, who are learning how to win the one-on-one battle, who are learning how to run routes, who who are learning to come back to the quarterback when the play breaks down... Uh, when you have a quarterback who's getting used to reading defenses and taking what he has and going through his progressions, all of this is brilliant stuff and it's so much easier to do when you get success. And all the unrest that can happen in a locker room when you have a losing season and how they start to lose confidence in the coaches. And we've dispelled an awful lot of that and bought us more time with this win. And I don't think that can be understated. So... Look, this podcast was light on hard-hitting analysis, I know. But I know, like me, I'm sure you're really excited to see. And it just brings sort of a fresh era into Green Bay Packers football, I think. It's consecutive wins of considerable yardage under a considerable spotlight with the only game being shown uh, at that time slot, with it being Thanksgiving, on a short week um, where we had to bring up uh, Patrick Taylor off you know, the Patriots practice squad and scramble around there, the lack of preparation. I just don't think it could have went any better. And you would take the deficiencies uh, with both hands. 
So look, it's a quick one. It's a quick podcast. But my God, the, the shoots are great. Now, will this come back and bite me in the ass? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But look, I'm not embarrassed by it. Uh, we're Packers fans, true and true. We haul 50 people over every year to Lambeau Field and Mecca to enjoy it. So, God damn it, we'll enjoy it. We're five and six. We come up against a fantastic Detroit Lions team. We were unbelievable on offense. We were unbelievable on defense, getting defensive scores. Um, You know, we sacked Jared Goff a ton of times. We pressured him half the time. Um, We shut them down when we could. Now, look, the receiving... I'm on Ross St. Brown, 95 yards. Killy Fraymond, 90 yards. But let's not talk about it. Don't want to talk about it right now. But there it is. Uh, that's the podcast. So, I mean, if you like the podcast, you've been treated to two in quick succession. Now, I've been at Steedy the NFL. If you want to ride the wave and win some merch, there's the bumper Christmas raffle coming up where I'm giving away signed items. The top prize is going to be one of those 1960s multiple signature Packer photos. It's worth a stonking load of money. And when you get onto that gold tier, you also get a place to win a golden ticket to go to Lambo. All expenses paid and it'll be drawn that in August. And let me clear it up. For every month that you are on the Lambo tier, the t-shirt tier or the gold tier, we redraw your name every single month for that draw. So if you're in one of those tiers, well, then you not only could you win signed March every single month, and you're redrawn every single month, but you can also be in with a chance to get a golden ticket every single month. So there's nothing stopping you apart from Lady Luck from coming out and getting 12 golden tickets for that final draw in August. So there's 10 names drawn out over 12 months. So that's 120 people. And if you were to bag, you could easily bag 10% of those tickets and really heighten your odds. The sooner you get in, the bigger your chance is to go abroad. And we brought our first all-expenses-paid person, which was Callum Carrison over on the trip in August, and he had the time of his life. It really is a bucket list item. But anyway, go pack, go, everybody, and I'll talk to you next week.